Want ideas to grow your ministry and engage your supporters? Coming to you from QT4CM.org. This is the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. And here's your host, David Allen. Again, we have organizational coach Dr. Ken Thiessen of Power of One Consulting on the line to give us his insights on managing team conflict and anxiety. Thank you, David. It's good to be back together with you and your audience again to talk a bit about uh, another one of the ways in which uh, anxiety manifests itself in uh, ministry organizations and congregations, and it's called overfunctioning and underfunctioning. And that may sound, sound kind of confusing, but let me kind of create a bit of a scenario. In your ministry context or in your congregation, is there somebody who always picks up the ball? <laughs> These people are oftentimes, they volunteer for everything. They're, they're the, in some, some cases, the backbone of ministry organizations and churches. Because guess what? Everybody knows that John is going to step forward and volunteer. A lot of times John volunteers for stuff that he's not necessarily gifted at. God hasn't called him to do that. But if I'm sitting on the sidelines, I don't have to worry things because I just know that John is going to pick it up. And um, what motivates people like a John, a hypothetical John, (laughs) is an anxiety that if I don't do it, who will do it? And and a person who overfunctions... Um, feels this and takes on this intense sense of responsibility for other people. They take responsibility for things that other people are responsible for. They're continually picking up the ball for people. And the more they do that, the more those other people don't have to step up and take responsibility. And it looks very noble on the outside. It even looks godly. But for somebody who is an overfunctioner, and the way in which you can tell they're an overfunctioner is a couple of ways. One, let's say an overfunctioner steps up and volunteers for something they're not particularly gifted in. And somebody has the courage to, the, to say to them, you know, that's probably not the best area for you to be involved. Watch out for the anger and the sense of guilt and manipulation that will flow from that person. You don't appreciate what I'm offering. Another sign of an overfunctioner is somebody who is continually volunteering and doing everything. And what happens is eventually they get to the place where they start becoming very bitter and very angry at other people. Because they're doing so much and everybody else is sitting on the sidelines. Well, the more an overfunctioner steps in and takes responsibility for other people that's inappropriate, the more other people just sit back and underfunction. They don't have to worry about it. They can sit back and do nothing. And what appears to be an honest motivation on the part of who's volunt- of the person who's volunteering for everything is really a way of managing their own anxiety. They cannot live with the possibility of somebody else not stepping in and a ball dropping because they feel a sense of personal responsibility. For somebody who is an underfunctioner, what motivates them is they're afraid to get out into the spotlight, particularly if it's an organizational or ministry culture where there's a lot of blaming and scapegoating. 
uh, that's uh, an underfunctioner will pull back in that kind of a context because why would they want to stick their neck out there and risk doing something and risk doing it wrong only so that other people can shift the kind of the focus on them and start blaming and scapegoating them and making life miserable for them. I once worked in a in a church context where I had an overfunctioner and this person volunteered for everything. And um I had to sit down with them and have a really difficult conversation one day and say, you know what? That you're not gifted in this area. And this person got very, very upset with me. And but what I what I was able to do, I was able to stay engaged relationally with that person. And we had a conversation and we started talking about where are you gifted? And this person was able to identify their gifts. And part of what drove them was the, their gifts was the gift of helps. <laughs> so a person with a gift of helps can be prone to overfunctioning because they see the need and they, they assume that the need constitutes a call to them. And we were able to help this individual um, utilize their gifts in a, in a healthier way. And you know what? It was freeing for them. And our church context, we thrive because I knew that when I gave this individual a job to do, I did not have to follow up on it. I knew that this person was going to follow through on it and do a really, really good job. The church and ministry organizations, and part of it is because we're driven by this kind of spiritual sense of obligation and duty and calling, is is rife for people to overfunction and for other people to just sit back and let them overfunction. We don't do overfunctioners a favor by letting them continue to step into areas where somebody else should be taking responsibility and we're to allow them to go into those places only to develop a a bitter attitude you know because they say why am i doing so much nobody else is doing anything why isn't anybody else helping out if we really believe that God has given the body all of the gifts that, that the body needs to function in a healthy manner, overfunctioning is not one of the, the, the gifts that God has given to the body or the church. I mean, Paul was very clear. The body functions best when every part does its part. And in a human body, when one part of the body starts to overcompensate for another part of the body that's under-functioning, um, we say in the medical terms, Houston, we have a problem. Something is not right here. The body sends a clear warning sign that this part of the body is under-functioning. And so um, some of you may be people who Overfunction. You volunteer and you take responsibility for, for way more than what what you're supposed to and what reasonably you should be expected to take responsibility for. And sometimes the best thing you can do is when somebody wants you to continue to pick, pick uh, keep picking up the balls, is for you to stop and say, you know, that's not my job. Somebody else has got responsibility for that. This person needs to be doing that. Now. Be prepared for the reaction, but that's probably one of the healthiest things you can do, not only for yourself, but for the rest of the body. God bless you and your ministry organization as you seek to manage your anxiety, which is a part of every ministry context, every church, every family, every workplace, as you seek to manage anxiety in ways that reflect 
truly loving God and loving other people. That was Dr. Ken Thiessen of Power of One Consulting. You can get the links to Ken's diagnostic survey for ministry teams and congregations and his resources through our show notes at qtforcm.org. We would like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, the Great Commission Foundation. The Great Commission Foundation provides financial management, administrative services to ministries, and handles charity donation receipting and government compliance in both the United States and Canada. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. We would value your feedback by taking our one-question survey. You'll find the link in our show notes at qtforcm.org. Until next time, be encouraged. God is with us. Serve with joy. Serve with joy.